Flyers hockey is almost here and the Flyers Nation show is back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Alexa Ross. You have some new faces, some new things going on. So let's just start. You can get us now in podcast form. We're available on Spotify. We're available on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. And of course, you can still find us in video farm on YouTube. And we have some new guests today joining us now for the first time, Larry Flowers and Eric Reese, friend of the show. Guys, welcome. Um, my name's Eric Reese, as you can tell by the name tag there. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Reese PSN, pretty much any social media platform. And um, I'm the lead uh, managing editor, a lead writer for uh, Philly Sports Network, Flyers, Flyers team. And I'm Larry Flowers. Am I up? Yeah, you go. Okay, you're up. Go talk. Right, you're, yeah. you're up, Larry. Right. So I'm Larry Flowers. Uh, I've been in California for 20 years, but I'm a local guy, a Northeast Philly guy. Uh, grew up playing through the Philadelphia Junior Flyers, uh, Philadelphia Junior Flyers system for a long time, and I'm a diehard Philly guy. Uh, very excited to be on the show. This is an exciting opportunity uh, to talk about the team that I've loved since I was a little kid. And uh, again, very excited to be a part of the show. But how excited are you to love this team this season, though, Larry? That's the real question, because I think we all have a lot of feelings about yeah. what this team can be and what they are. So, so obviously, I'm very involved in the NHL. I'm a jeweler for a lot of the National Hockey League players and, and other sports. Uh, you can find me at Larry Flowers Jewelry on Instagram, by the way. But it's like I explain, it's like, it's like I explain to a lot of people when I talk about Philadelphia and what it means to me and, and the Flyers. Um, the Flyers are like that brother to you that no matter what, you have to love to the max, you know, 10 out of 10 love. That's what they are to me. Now, do you fight with your brother? Yes. Do you fist fight with your brother? Yes. Do you curse at your brother? Yes. But like, to me, when I, when I, when I describe the Flyers to me, like the Eagles are kind of like my best friend in Philly. You know, I never really have too much. Philly Eagles are my best friend, but the Flyers are like my brother. Like, I love my brother, but I'll fight my brother. How hard will you fight your brother this season, though? I think, I mean, oh. also, all right, Eric, I want to get your, t is this your brother? Is this your best friend? Is this your frenemy? How do we feel about the Flyers organization as it stands right now? I'll put it this way. Love hurts. Uh, <laughs> like, straight up. So, I mean, like, yeah, you're going to have your highs. You're going to have your lows. I'm. I think it's, you know, get used to the lows for a while. This is a whole rebuild. Uh, retool is not what it is at all. And, um, yeah, just, you know, strap in your seatbelt. We got Tortorella as the head coach. It's going to be a lot different. That's That was the next thing I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about some of these new things that we have to say. Obviously, the biggest one being John Tortorella behind the bench. Guys, what are your thoughts about when, – what were your initial thoughts on the hiring? And now that we're kind of – have gone through the offseason, through training camp, now into the preseason, what are your – Thoughts about the hiring? What do you think he can do for the franchise? Do you think that this helps the rebuild, hurts the rebuild, or do you think it kind of like can propel things? Larry, start with you. Yeah, so I think it's a great hire for the Flyers. Um, obviously, they needed, needed to inject some sort of energy, go in a little bit of a different direction. Um, there's a lot of young talent on the Flyers that are up and coming uh, that we hope that will eventually progress into uh, tremendous players in the NHL. Uh, and Torres is, is that guy that can get them to that next level. Um, Look, I have a lot of friends that have played for Torts. Uh, Torts is he's, – he's hard to play for. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's firm, but he's fair, right? Um, he expects a lot out of his guys. He's going to expect a lot of his guys, you know, doing a lot of dirty work, getting back, playing hard, you know, grind, grind it out type hockey. Um, and I think, in my opinion, if 
that's exactly what the Flyers need. Um, they've been soft in a lot of areas in the, in the, in the last few years. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Torch can do with this team. And, you know, he, he's proven in the past that he can he can do some really good things with teams that are not ultra-talented. So this is an opportunity to step into a club that's obviously rebuilding, make it put his legacy into, into a young team, build it from the ground up, and maybe start something special. Yeah, and- I pretty I'm sorry. I pretty much uh, would would agree 100%. I think that this team needed that shakeup. And for somebody that's no nonsense and was really going to change. I know he hated to use the word identity when he first came in in his press conference, but that's what it is. It really is changing the identity. Um, If you, you know, keeping the same identity would have, you know, probably kept Cam York on the roster. And it probably wouldn't have sent him back down to the AHL to get uh, him to play to be the game breaker that Tortorella wants to be uh, wants to have, um, and he doesn't have that yet. And he said as much. I look at this team as, and this is the kind of coach that I, that I had in high school going into college. I played lacrosse at West Virginia, and I looked at this. I was like, "This is my guy. This is the coach that would get to me the most. Like, if he gets underneath my skin, I want to answer that challenge." You know, and I and I think the Flyers they need to find it. It's a gut check this season. They need to find that. And yeah, he says he said in this press conference, uh, there's a lot of things we have to do to basically learn how to win, which was a big sentiment echo between Mike Yo and a lot of press conferences at the end of games last season. Well, let's learn how to win. And if it takes this year just to kind of, you know, find some things that work, then I think Tortorella is heading in the right direction. A little bit of preseason under the belt so far. Just watching some of these games, just watching what this team's been able to do, what has been the biggest thing that both of you have been able to see and has just really jumped out at you? Obviously, not everything's going to be solved early on. you got to figure out your lines. you got to figure out kind of just what you want done. But I think the there's been a big jump from the way the season ended last year to this year. Obviously, not just in personnel and who's there and things like that, but I think that, you know, maybe they're trying harder is if that makes any sense like it just feels like there's a little bit more of like that spark which we which you guys have been saying like that's what towards yeah so um i have seen a little bit of a spark but you listen you're going to get that on any team when it comes to preseason there's a lot of young kids trying to make teams um you got guys that want to come out and you know come out of the gates you know kind of feeling good and 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 getting the rust out right away um you know i'm really excited to see what's going on with the blue line um, the pairings, I think kind of everything's going to start there. Uh, Flyers have some, I think they have some good pieces on the blue line. I'm very excited to see Tony D back there. Um, I guess pairing him up, uh, with Provorov is very exciting for me. Uh, two dynamic players that can, you know, make a lot of noise as a pairing. Uh, that's something I've been, I've been really keeping an eye on. Um, but you know, overall, listen, I, I don't put too much into playoffs as far as, you know, goals, wins, losses. You've got a lot of guys out there that are kind of just trying to feel each other out. Again, this is a team with a lot of injuries, and you've got a lot of new pieces in play. Um, and you, you have guys out there just trying to get a good feel for each other. Um, and and let's, hope we, let's hope we have some special chemistry that no one really understands or, or knows is going on yet uh, that will spark, you know, when the regular season hits. Yeah, and I think we're kind of finding that chemistry starting with, uh, you know, Kevin Hayes. I think he really clicked – with a lot of young players in this preseason that jumped out to me, especially with Noah Cates and Owen Tippett. Uh, I, I look at what Tortorella said about Adderd, and I think Adderd has, you know, a clear, very high ceiling for his potential. 
And he's been talked up as a prospect that was, you know, probably going to be on the radar to make the roster um, really since development camp. And he, I just kind of paid attention to him the entire, um, you know, training camp. And he had a pretty, I think in my opinion, he had a pretty strong camp. Um, I think that's why he wasn't in the cuts and he's probably going to be sent back down to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. But uh, yeah, like, Ron, you know, Ronnie Adderd, he showed the level of care. And that's what Tortorella said about is about, you know, him fighting. And did he lose the fight? Absolutely. But he put himself in there. And that's what Tortorella wants. He wants a team that's going to fit the attitude and he's going to be hard to play against. And at the end of the day, uh, on defense, and I keep going back to York because that's the loudest thing about the cuts. But Adderd kind of did show that passion. That's where Tortorella saw it. And I'm, I, I like that you brought up uh, Hazy. Hazy's a good buddy of mine. Um, I'm very excited to see the type of season that he has. Um, obviously, he's got, he's got tremendous talent. Um, he's a fan favorite. Uh, he's a locker room favorite. Uh, I have a feeling that we're going to see something a little bit special from him this year. He's going to, you know, he has an opportunity to take this club and kind of put him on a, put them on his shoulder, um, and and make a lot of noise in that sense. Uh, this could be a really big year for Hazy, and, and I'm really hoping that that it is. I was just going to say, with Claude gone, with Jacob Voracek gone, with Oscar gone, now these younger guys really have to step up. And Kevin Hayes is not the youngest person in the locker room, but it is a, on a very young team. You know, he is somebody who needs to be able to do that if he is healthy. So, guys, who do you think or who are you most looking forward to seeing kind of like take that step up in that group of these younger players to just kind of hopefully push this team forward? Yes, uh, if I may. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this Morgan Frost kid. Um, I've been following him since uh, since juniors. You know, again – my boys and I out in California, um, you know, a bunch of ex-NHL guys and stuff. But we, we watch juniors and the world juniors pretty closely. And we've all had our eye on this kid for, for quite some time, going back about six years or so. Um, he's a special type of talent. Um, I think what's, what's kind of hindered him a little bit in the last year or two is kind of filling into his size and understanding the speed of the game of the NHL and kind of finding his role and trying to find, you know, figuring out how to make the show. Um, but he's a kid that if he can figure it out, he can be dynamic. He's a tremendous talent. Uh, he could do so. He could do things that a lot of guys can't do. Um, and I think he, again, if he could figure it out, he could raise some eyebrows. I, I agree at hundred percent about Morgan Frost. I think he's a critical part to the future of this team, especially with the center depth and he's flexible to play left wing as well. Um, who I look at, I guess, starting with the short term is the second goaltender spot. I think Samuel Urson blew me away and, and this totally. pre, in this preseason. Yeah. And I think that's somebody that I remember sitting there in press row and looking over, you know, to um, I sit next to Brandon Summerman usually. And I was speaking to him and I, and I was saying to myself, you know, I don't really understand, uh, you know, Troy Grosnick and, and the hire there. I thought that if Urson and Sandstrom could be healthy, it's one of those two. So Samuel Urson blew me away. But in the long term, it's definitely um, Owen Tippett for me. I mean, that's the prize you got in trading Claude Giroux. So if he can kind of put it together and start putting pucks in the back and that on a consistent basis this year, we're not – that kind of leads us away from Tortorella's scoring by committee comment. That was sure I love that. I, yeah, sorry yeah, not, not to was, interrupt. But. Owen Tippett's been the guy that I've had – circled since you know 
basically since that move was made. I was like, okay, this is this is really going to have to be the thing that is the like this is the thing that has to be the powder keg. This is what has to explode. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. if we're having this conversation a month ago, we're talking about backup goalies and we're talking about well what do we do? And I think that we are in a better situation than we probably thought we were a month, a month ago, probably to the day, actually. Yeah. Probably about a month ago. Yeah. Reese, I agree, but, um, you know, we traded our team captain and, uh, a guy that's got up in the, in the flyers hall of fame for him. So, you know, he's got to produce, he's got to be a guy that can kind of lead, you know, the future of the flyers in, in a lot of ways. He, he can skate, he can shoot the puck, um, I am also very, very excited to see how he progresses. Uh, I'm hearing some good things from some people uh, within uh, the locker room there that uh, he should turn out to be a good player. Some good things are being heard, guys, but some things that are not good, uh, it's the injury report. It looks a lot better than we initially thought. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's dive into it. Joel Therapy announced today, as of today that we are recording October 6th, it's a Thursday, Joel Farabee now day-to-day with a neck injury. So he could, hopefully, fingers crossed, be available for season start. Sean Couturier is considered week-to-week with the back injury, and he will not require surgery, which, again, a month ago we were not having this conversation. Ryan Ellis, out for the season. Guys, what are we – which do you think is going to be the biggest thing to – what are you looking at when it looks at this injury report? What are you trying to ensure can happen within the next month so that it at least starts smoothly? For sure. Yeah. The next month, I just want to hear uh, that. I mean, I know we might not get this update because Tortorella clearly doesn't want to hear percentages. He just wants to hear if someone can go or not. But I want to, I want to know if, if Couturier, uh, like, you know, maybe a time frame to an actual return date in the next month. Um, I want to see Faraby like on the ice taking, actually, I want to see him take a few hits. I want to, I want to see him test. Um, I, I, I need to see, what he is willing to kind of sacrifice on that ice is a scary uh, procedure he did, you know, with the, with the next surgery, Jack Eichel had to jump through a thousand hoops and good on the flyers for not making Farabee jump through those hoops. And it, it was crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, more than anything, you want to see Farabee kind of come back and look like he's not really afraid to take a hit, stand in and take and shoot the puck. It's what he does best. Well, when Eichel finally got the surgery, he was able to do that. He was able to come back in and get that comfort level. So hopefully, you know, now that they the Flyers didn't have the Sabres catastrophe that was just, well, you're not going to get the surgery and you're going to sit and you're going to deal with it, which as somebody who covered the Sabres for three years, you know, I'm very aware of all of that. And it's been it was very hard to watch. And so to know that at least Joel Therapy is not going to have to deal with that. It makes me feel better that when he does take the ice, he is going to be in a better situation and he's going to feel better and he's going to be back to kind of himself, you know, just as sooner rather than later, because it took Jack a while and he's back there now. He looks great now. And I think that he can kind of be in a position for Vegas where he's good, but you know, that's not something that happens overnight. Yeah, no, you're completely right. Uh, I know Jack actually really well. You heard it here right now. Jack Eichel is going to have a monster, monster year. But back to Flyers hockey. Um, the Ryan Ellis injury, that one stings. That stings big time. Um, I, I, for one, was ultra excited uh, when they acquired him. I've been following him back in his Nashville days. Um, he's a special type of talent as well. He, he was a guy that really the Flyers were looking to 
to get them to the next level. And uh, gosh, to see him go down again like this uh, for another year is, it's nothing short of devastating, truly. Uh, that one's things. Um, as far as Couturier and Farabee are concerned, listen, I'm big on not rushing these guys back at this point. There's really not much point. These guys are playing for their careers, especially Coots. Look, Coots got he has serious, serious miles for a young guy in the NHL. Um, we want to make sure that when he gets back on the ice, he's 100%. We don't want him coming out there and trying to get, you know, get out there a little bit too early. Um, Farabee, same thing. I mean, I hear you, Reese. You want to get him. You want to get him out there, see if he can take a couple of hits. But again, there's no reason to push him, you know, any faster than he needs to be um, on the ice. Let's let's let them. Let's let the Flyers organization maybe uh, do their thing, and hopefully they make the right decisions and 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 get guys on the ice at the right time. But it, it's a bummer to have to go through this as Flyers fans because uh, obviously it, it it's it's it's. It hurts the Flyers' opening day roster. Um, but, you know, again, it opens up the door for other players to show what they got. So that, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm trying to be a little bit positive about opportunities for other young guys to come in and step in and maybe show the Flyers what they can do. It's the best way to do it. It's the best way to get these guys to slide in and get their minutes, get their ice time, and hopefully just kind of establish themselves and where they can be and who they can be. And, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but every time you take the ice, every minute you get, every shift you get, that's right. It, certainly makes it a little bit easier. Absolutely. I do. We are going to have to take a quick little ad break. Flyers Nation Show is proud to partner with Philly Sports Trips during the 2022-2023 season. There is still time to secure a spot on the Music City trip October 22nd through the 25th. A three-day vacation to Nashville. The Music City in the fall package includes direct flights, a three-night stay at the Cambria Hotel Nashville downtown, an all-inclusive tailgate, and tickets to the Flyers-Predators game. You can even earn $100 in catch if you show proof uh, the watch the flyers on the trip. More information, phillysportstrips.com. I will actually be there, not with these guys. I will be there for Colts and Titans. So if you guys want to see me, I will be at that game. We'll all say hi. Let's be there. I think it'll be fun. And that's a, that sounds like a good time. I think I'll be the only person in orange besides the flyers. <laughs> besides the Philly Sports Trips crew. It's going to be me and them and nobody else. And that's fine. That's fine. You got to represent where you can, right? Nashville's a great town. You'll have a good time. It's oh, my yeah, first absolutely. time going to Nashville. I'm so excited about it. First time? First time ever. I'm hyped. Uh, I'm so you let, me know, you let me know if you need anything in Nashville. It's oh. a great town. You'll have a great time. Larry, I'm I'm hitting you up. I got you. Yeah. Guys, let's take let's kind of take a bigger look, a bigger picture look at this season and just kind of what our expectations, things like that. Opening night, what is the one thing you want to see out of this team when they skate on, take the ice for the first time? And by the time we're in our first press conference, what do you hope to hear from John Tortorella, win or loss? Yeah. Uh, you want to go ahead, Reese? I can. I, I can just pretty much uh, right off the top. I want to see Tony D'Angelo and Ivan Provorov just – be be in sync. It doesn't have to be a blow away, like fantastic top line. I just need to see some solidarity and some chemistry. And honestly, uh, I like Tony D'Angelo's uh, power play goal from, uh, from what was it? Frost. Frost gave him the uh, backdoor feed. I need to see more of that as well. Yeah. And uh, for me, I'm looking for the Flyers to play a good system game. Uh, kind of, I'd like to see them dominate the middle of the ice. Um you know, again, play system hockey, stay in position, 
make the right plays, play as a unit. Um, look, we all know it's no secret. The, the Flyers aren't loaded, uh, you know, up front with massive goal scores all over the place. We know that. Um, can they put the puck in the net? Of course they can. Uh, but I want to see them play a system game and kind of gel together and see, see you know, what they can do like that. Um, Torts teams are known to kind of be those type of teams, grind them, uh, blue collar, tough to play against type teams. And that's what it's going to take from this team. And uh, that's what I'm looking for for this, uh, for this team, and especially in the opener. And as we, what do you want to, you know, looking at this roster, looking at these guys, looking at who's here, because this is not the same team that we started with last season. Like this is, if you would have told me that Tony D'Angelo was on this team this time last year, I'd be like, why? What? For who? What? What's going on? <laughs> so as you look at this, you know, when you look at this roster and you look at this, predict that top line for me. Who do you think we're going to see skate out first? Reeser? And I would like, you know, as much as I want to say therapy, but like I can't. So um, I honestly, could it be Kate's like on the, I, I, at the top, you know, left, left wing. Could it be, uh, you know, Van Riemsdyk up there? I, it's weird. Like Tortorella doesn't even know his own top six. So me predicting it, you know, it's definitely going to be crazy. Uh, I would put Hayes and as, a, as the ones, as the first center. And I would probably put, um, I mean, Atkinson probably won't be ready to go, so maybe maybe it would be Konechny and uh, Noah Cates on that first line centering or, or centered by Hayes. Yeah, it it's hard to predict. Uh, it really is. Look at, at this point, I would I would think it was fair to say that there's no one that knows this team more right now um, than Torts. I'm sure he's got something in his back pocket and he's kind of juggling ideas. Um, and I'm interested what he's going to come up with. I could guess all day long, but I really don't know. Um, but I, I am interested in seeing what, what product they put out there and, and how they want to you know, start the season and how they want to build the lines and, and see what they can do. I just feel like the way we have talked about this team over the last month has just constantly been changing. And I think that that's – for some people that might be anxiety-inducing, and it is a little anxiety-inducing for me, but I do think that it is really exciting because it just shows that there is so much promise and potential and, like, there is a lot of variability in what this team can do. And I think that her fans should be excited for that because there hasn't been a lot to be excited about. I know. And Believe me, <laughs> I know. Believe me, I, I think everybody listening to this podcast right now uh, would agree with you. Um, was there a, a weird sense of the moment that Tortorella, as soon as you found out that Cam York was cut, did you have this warm sense of like, okay, don't agree, but I definitely trust Tortorella? Like, if it was, yeah. I don't know, maybe Mike Yo, if he was the coach coming into the season and that happened, we would all throw our hands up and have no idea. But something about Tortorella. Do we have any other choice? Yeah. That's fair too, though. Yeah, 100%. it's very much a trust the process moment. I mean, it's not the same team that plays in the Wells Fargo Center, but like at this point, it's just when you're either rebuilding, retooling, doesn't matter. I, like, I don't care which of the re you want to pick, but like if your coach is showing that you can take somebody like Cam and just be like, sorry, we're done, that's <clears throat> a bold move. And like, not every bold move is going to be accepted, but I think a bold move from a guy like John Tortorella is not only important, but necessary. And I think that kind of shows, you know, 
like, hey, I am the alpha of this space. And I don't think we've had a coach who is like a true alpha, I say in air quotes, in quite some time. Is it, uh, is it, too, much of a, is it too much of a reach to hopefully compare this team to the 80 team, to the 1980 Olympic team? Ooh. I mean, I mean listen, listen they, you guys know how I feel about Olympic hockey. So if I <laughs> they, start they, saying hey, you believe in miracles ahead. now, we hey. will believe in miracles now. I don't know if we can yet, though. I mean, a, if, there's a, a, t- if there's a team that can, if there's a team that's that has all the making of potential miracles as far as the odds, I would say the Flyers is that team. But again, Torts, Torts says, uh, you know, he's got the keys now. He's the man. So, uh, I hope he's. From what I understand, he's he's kicked some serious ass in this uh, during training camp. I mean, these kids, they haven't seen anything like this ever, um, and I like that. You know, there, there's there's the idea by a lot of pros that say, "Hey, listen, we're already professionals. Like, you don't need to bag skate us on day one and and, and not let us see a puck. Um, you don't need to do this, that, and the other." Um, there's a flip side of that coin that says, "Hey, you're professionals, but you you play for me. This is my team. Uh, you guys have not produced. I'm going to do this my way." Um, and let's see what happens. Maybe sparks fly. Listen, these kids are all NHL players, right? Um, I'm a big, I, I'm a big believer in when you get to the highest level in pro sports, you're there for a reason, right? So when you have when you have a coach in place that can maybe kind of put a couple of different pieces together, that's not the sexy idea or the sexy piece uh, to the naked eye or or to the average fan. Uh, sometimes sparks can fly. And, and again, these guys are pro athletes. They, they can get it done. It's just a matter of, you know, having towards maybe light a fuse and uh, see when, seeing what happens. Eric, do you think we can get that sexy, uh, that sexy spark? And it, it's, it, it's tough. To, it's kind of tough to read the room because, you know, you, you kind of want to hear that from Tortorella at first. And he's, you know, he doesn't know his own, his own team as, as far as, you know, he has a plan, but he's clearly, still work on it he's definitely not going to share it with us so as far as that <laughs> kind of uh sexy spark is concerned i'm i'm in the dark about it i mean what are the things that we consider a that kind of spark i look at the defensive game i, I think the the spark comes from the defensive game from really the penalty kill because that's what jumped out at me during preseason I so let's agree. say that the spark is probably going to come from uh, honestly the play of kate's if, if, if these are all people that make the team, Cates, Hayes, Sandheim, and definitely goaltending, both goaltenders, Hart, Urs, and Hart, Sandstrom, whoever, however it goes. Those those are the sparks. And it's funny because you would think a spark usually comes from the people who put the puck in the back of the net. I think the opposite on the Tortorella team. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing is we haven't really mentioned TK much yet. Um, watch out for him too. You know, I, I like this. I'm, I'm interested in seeing the type of game that he has. Uh, coming into this season, um, especially under torts. You know, he's kind of – he's that guy that kind of goes – you know, he, he goes hard. He goes 100 miles an hour. Um, his game is uh, – you know, it's a high-tempo, uh, high-energy type of game. Um, very interested in seeing how his game meshes with torts. I'm sure that torts is going to be able to utilize him in ways that maybe he, he wasn't used in the past um, and try to, again, spark this team. Um, we'll see. Season opener a week from today, as we record, I don't know if it'll come out a week from today, but a week from this moment right now in which we are speaking, Flyers host the Devils. Final score prediction. (laughs) 
let's go three two because it's so cliche, right? But let's <laughs> let's but let's but I love overtime hockey. So three two overtime, no shootout, and that's going to be. I'm I'm gonna go Flyers one and zero. I'm going to be a little bit of a homer, but I'm not, I don't think it's too much of a stretch. I'm going to say you know, a lot of people are writing the Flyers off, and I think they know that. And I think they might come out game one with a little something to prove. I'm going to say 4-1 Flyers. Oof. Hey, if it's 4-1 Flyers, flyers I'm stoked. There's a lot of guys in that locker room. There's a lot of guys in that locker room that they have ears, too, and they, they know what's going on, and they, they read the papers, and they read the Internet. Um, I can promise you this. Those guys are proud hockey players. They're proud athletes. Uh, they're proud young men. They will go out there and they will give it an effort. That I can guarantee you. And that's all we can hope for from this team. That's all we can hope for as we watch a rebuild, a retool, a re-whatever-the-hell, a re-anything. We All we can ever hope for is just that these guys care and that they're going to put it in and they're going to give it their all with Tortorella and just leave it all on the ice because I think it's been a long time since we've seen that. Uh, if I can just say one last thing, um, again, I know a couple of the guys on the squad, and I can tell you one thing: these guys care. That I guarantee you. They have good. a good room. They have a good room. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and everybody for listening. Be sure to tune in, check us out wherever you're listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Check us out. Keep listening as we have more hockey to talk about. Again, this is the Flyers Nation Show. We'll catch you next time.